1: Today on the WCBS Tuesday Morning News. A driver crushed by two trucks in an absolutely horrific crash this morning on the cross Bronx.
2: Everything's shut there. We do have delays there and it is going to start to build very quickly. On the Long Island Railroad.
3: The long-awaited Eastside Access Project won't be completed by the end of the year as promised. I'm Marla Diamond
4: at Grand Central.
1: Suffolk sure has a cyber situation.
4: All of the 1,000 computers in the town of Islip have been shut down after what is being called unusual activity.
5: Then to a place where electric rates are about to double.
3: Help keeping the lights and heat on this winter in Connecticut. Making life a little bit easier.
1: I'm Sean Adams batting down those holiday displays we got a windstorm coming in Craig's forecast we lost a beetle on this data listen back in today's 88 seconds and sound this is Tuesday November 29th good morning I'm Mac Rosenberg good morning I'm Wayne Cab. but let's begin
5: I'm uh, just hearing now that we've got Tom Kaminsky available to us up there in chopper any with the latest on the uh, Cross Bronx Tom good morning
2: Good morning to you, uh, Wayne and Mac, and we go back over here to the westbound Cross Bronx. We are still shut down completely here, all traffic being pushed over to the Major Deegan. Uh, As you heard uh, of that uh, fiery collision, a fatal crash last evening, or actually very early this morning, about a quarter of one, two tractor trailers involved. The investigation is completely uh, finished now, but these tractor trailers, at least one of them that remains here, uh, was so completely torched uh, that uh, the the roof of it Completely blown apart. Uh, at this point, it is a matter of having to uh, just take out whatever uh, contents are left of that tractor trailer. Uh, they're being loaded up into dumpsters with by front end loaders at this point. So everything is still shut. There's a large debris field here on the westbound side of the crossbunch. So again, we're far away from getting anything reopened here for a bit. Uh, in fact, the second uh, vehicle, the second truck, the cab of it, uh, completely torched right down of the frame. It is just. Being moved right now in front of us. So everything's still shut here, westbound side. Delays from at least the area of 3rd Avenue and back toward Rosedale Avenue, and rubbernecking delays coming off the GWB. I'm Tom Kaminsky, Chopper 880.
1: Thank you, Tom. More subway cops, less subway crime. That is the early takeaway from a month long stretch that saw a 13% drop in crime as officers made themselves more visible. Police added 1,200 overtime shifts over each of those 28 days. Major crimes fell even lower than during the pandemic when fewer people were riding. MTA Chairman Jan O'Lieber calls it significant progress, but adds that it's way too early to celebrate. For one thing, minor crimes increased. Only major crimes went down. An MTA committee will meet today to dig deeper on this to see what's working and what's not. The
5: MTA will also meet today on expanding Long Island Railroad service into Grand Central, which is supposed to happen any day now. Marla Diamond has an update on that from Grand Central. Marla?
3: Wayne, the MTA is aiming to run LIRR trains to Grand Central sometime next month.
1: But a report posted online ahead of today's meeting notes that construction of the new concourse and facilities will not be done until February due to additional time required to complete all of the remaining work. On New York One last night, MTA Chairman Jano Lieber said construction crews are working around the clock to get the station ready for prime time.
2: People are literally in there 24-7. I went there on on Friday the day after Thanksgiving. The place was rocking. Um, You know, struggles to make sure that every little system works. This is the 750,000 square foot station that is the size of the uh, Chrysler building laid on its side.
1: It's been 15 years since construction began on the $11 billion project dubbed Grand Central Madison, while the MTA says they do plan to run LIRR trains before the end of the year. They have not yet set a date for that. Wayne and Mack? Thank you, Marla. And by the way, there's something not quite right with the MTA's books, according to the Comptroller. Sounds like higher fares and fewer trains down the line. We'll explain why. Straight ahead. Over to the Weather Center with Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen on a cold start to this Tuesday.
2: It is. It's 37 in the city now, so uh, we're down into the mid-30s around the city and the boroughs. And you don't have to go too far to find below-freezing temperatures north and west of the city and also east, especially across the eastern sections of Suffolk. So for today, it's definitely cooler than yesterday, but not as windy high 44 to 48, increasing clouds tonight, lows 38 to 42. Tomorrow, the wind picks up from a southerly direction, so it is uh, going to get quite gusty, but also much milder, and there will be rain accompanying that. Tomorrow's highs 55 to 60, some of the rain in the afternoon and into the evening commute could be heavy. Uh, Some downpours, maybe a little lightning and thunder to go with it. 37 right now, and the humidity is 67 percent.
5: So what do you do when your computer gets hacked? It is a question for which Suffolk County apparently does not have an answer. you think they would. Sophia Hall reports on that and also about a strange cyber story developing now in Islip.
4: They are not taking any chances. All of the 1,000 computers in the town of Islip have been shut down after what is being called unusual activity being discovered last Friday. It is not a hack and no personal information of the residents is believed to be compromised. In Suffolk County, however, the problems continue there after a cyber attack that began in the beginning of September. Newsday reports the county's financial management system lacked a written plan for recovery from the attack. And some say to prevent another attack in the future, the financial system should be cloud-based. Last week we reported that 470,000 people had their personal information compromised because they received moving violations in the county in the past nine years, the county is offering free identity theft protection. In Suffolk County, Sophia Hall, WCBS News Radio 880.
1: A person in their 50s has died of the flu in New London County. It's Connecticut's first flu death of the season. To prevent more, the Department of Health is urging people to get the flu shot. Anyone six months or older can get one. It's unclear just how bad the flu is because few people test for it, but 102 people have been admitted to Connecticut hospitals with the flu, and it's not even December. November, cases of RSV are putting strains on Connecticut's two children's hospitals. A ten dollar credit on your electric bill won't help much, but as they say,
5: ten bucks is ten bucks. Sean Adams is here with Connecticut's plan to help customers deal with an expected doubling of energy rates. Sean?
3: Yeah, every little bit uh, helps this year because it is going to cost a pretty penny keeping the lights and the heat on in Connecticut this winter. Electric supply rates are about to double. Governor Lamont, he struck a deal in which the utilities are going to help out.
2: Taxpayers and the ratepayers are are putting up a lot given uh, the incredibly complicated times in which we live. We're partners in this. I think it's really important that you step up as a good faith effort for the ratepayers as well.
3: Well, Eversource is going to give back a little bit, that monthly credit of $10. Utilities don't profit from supply. The reason the cost is doubling, it's due primarily to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the, and the global demand for natural gas. Both Eversource and United Illuminating are contributing to Operation Fuel, which helps folks in need pay their utility bills, and Connecticut is pumping more money into the low-income energy assistance program. Ninety-two thousand households received help last winter. This year applications are up seventeen percent. Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio eight eighty.
5: 37 degrees right now in
1: New York, heading for the 40s today. I am Wayne Cabot. Good morning, I'm Mac Rosenberg, and something's not quite right with the MTA's books, according to a report this morning by the state Comptroller. Tom DiNapoli says while no one wants to see steep fare hikes or service cuts, it's unclear just how the MTA will avoid them. He says the MTA needs to find money. Paying down the debt, which is the current plan, won't be enough, he says. Two reasons. Ridership is still low and federal aid is running out. There are plans for two fare increases of 4% each, one next year and another down the road in 2025. But even with that, the Comptroller says mass transit is heading for a fiscal cliff. We lost a beetle on this date. It's part
5: of today's News Radio 88 Seconds and Sound for November 29th. Breaking news. 2017, when the morning news became the morning news. And this really is breaking news. uh, Breaking news to the people at NBC who did not see this coming. Matt Lauer is out at the Today Show, and he's out from a 20 plus year career at NBC News.
0: This is over inappropriate behavior. They said that there there is reason to believe that this is not an isolated
5: incident. And you could see the shell shocked look of Savannah Guthrie. She looked like she wanted to cry, actually. Later that same day, shocking news about another broadcasting legend.
3: It's been a quiet week in Lake Wobegon, my hometown. The Minnesota icon who brought Lake Wobegon to listeners for more than 40 years is out of a job.
4: Today, Minnesota Public Radio fired Garrison Keillor for what it called inappropriate behavior with someone who worked with him. That's
5: the news from Lake Wobegon, where all the women are strong. The record player, pretty much left for dead a generation ago, is again the hottest thing in music. First shown to us on this date in Menlo Park, New Jersey, in what is now Edison Township, Middlesex County, by Thomas Edison. We lost a second beetle on this date. We've lost one of the greats of uh, music, uh, any kind of music, and it's a shame. The cancer death of George Harrison hit us hard, as you can hear in our conversation that day with DJ Dan Ingram. When I heard the Revolver album and I heard what he was doing with chord changes and 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 uh, picking out bass guitar notes with his other hand and, and playing things that are just starting to come into jazz today, I realized this was a guy who was uh, way ahead and above of anybody else, plus... The man himself was one of the nicest men I ever met. 2001, all those years ago. This is November 29th